Hello everyone and welcome to The Stagey Place, the podcast where we hear chat to writers, directors, producers, designers, anyone and everyone who works in the theatre industry. And on today's episode, episode 130, we are joined by Jade Anuka, writer and performer of Heart, which is the debut play of Jade's that explores the raw and honest exploration of love loss and self-discovery. I had the absolute pleasure of chatting with Jade a couple of weeks ago and in today's episode we talk a little bit about the origins of Heart, how it became an audible original, plus how different audiences have taken it over the past couple of years. The show has had many iterations since it first premiered at the Vault Festival a couple of years ago before then heading over to New York as well as the Edinburgh Fringe Festival in 2023 which is where I first caught the show but is now coming to London at Brixton House from the 23rd of January into the 3rd of February. So I hope that you really enjoy today's episode of The Stagey Place with writer and performer Jade Anuka. Hello Jade and welcome to The Stagey Place. How are you doing today? I'm really well. Nice to see you. Lovely to see you. Jade, today we are talking about Heart, which comes to the Brixton House this January to February, the 23rd of January until the 3rd of February. Jade, I saw Heart last year at the Edinburgh Fringe Festival. It was running for three nights in Payne's Plough in the roundabout, and it was one of the biggest highlights of the month for me, not just because it was coming to the end, so obviously you remember a lot of the stuff that you see to the end of August, (laughs) but I was just completely encapsulated with your performance in heart it's your debut play as well it's now coming to the Brixton house we're about two weeks away from the show starting at Brixton how do you feel absolutely terrified I didn't realize it was only two weeks (laughs) (laughs) so now you're saying that (laughs) but thank you so much Edinburgh was an absolute high it was really brilliant it was the first time performing it in that way and it's sort of a new production of it I did the show in New York, actually, the year before last, but it was a very different production. So taking the show to Edinburgh with myself and with Grace on stage doing the music this time around, it was brilliant. And so, yeah, just so excited to bring that production to Brixton. Obviously, there's going to be some slight tweaks. We're not in the round in Brixton, so it will be a little bit different, but it's that production. And uh, yeah, I I can't wait. I'm I'm so excited. Yeah, I can't wait. I'm so excited to talk to you about the show, Jade. I'm going to talk so much about the show later on in this podcast. But what I like to do with all of my guests who come onto the podcast is talk about how they got into theatre. So for you, Jade, where does the beginnings of theatre happen for you and you decided that maybe you wanted a career within the industry? Yeah, it's funny to try and think back to when it started in terms of a career. I mean, I did like performing. I remember if I go as far back as primary school, I remember we had our year six play and all of my mates at the time were like, we're going to say we you had to choose if you wanted a speaking part, a singing part or like neither basically. And all of my friends were like, we want a speaking part, but not like the biggest part because you'd have to learn loads of lines and that's lots of extra work. And I was like, yeah, me too, me too. Cut to, I'm in the back not saying anything and singing in the chorus and feeling like I've really done yeah we're done a bum steer here and I was like wished I was up front doing all the talking knew everyone else's words of course and just sat at the back yeah feeling a bit grumpy and after that I sort of put myself up more for like 
school productions and stuff. I never was casting um, particularly great stuff. But then I joined Saturday school, drama school, doing singing, dancing, acting, which was really fun and kind of built my confidence up. And it was actually only when I, and I just enjoyed it as a hobby. I never really thought of it as a job. And then it was when I went to Sixth Form College in Lucian. My drama, I was doing drama A-level and my drama teacher told me about the National Youth Theatre. And she was like, look, the school can can pay for you to audition and all school will get a scholarship and cover your costs, which I was like, uh, what? And she put myself and my good friend up for that. And we both got in. And it was only then I was like, oh, people want to be actors as like jobs. Like yeah. that's their career. I just thought we were all just like mucking about and having a bit of fun. Yeah. So yeah, it was after that, uh, really. And it was actually around that time that I did my first professional job, which was actually at Greenwich Theatre, which mm. was from a newspaper cutout. They were looking for like young local people kids basically to be in the show and I got into that for like over an Easter two week Easter and it was all that all sort of happened around the same time around the time I was like 16 years old and um yeah went went on from there really yeah absolutely and obviously Jade you must say that not only are you a performer but obviously you're the writer of heart obviously this is your debut play yeah. tell me a little bit about how writing came into your life as well yeah writing also was kind of something I did from young I always wrote I mean when I was growing up garage music was big and everyone that I knew was in a garage band or so they thought and was writing lyrics and so I joined in on that and that was really one of my big ways in was sort of writing little raps and stuff when I was younger and it was only when I was at drama school I had to write something I can't remember I had to write something for a project and my teacher at the time was like this is a poetry you know this is a poem and I was really like mm, is it like I just it's just like lyrics I didn't really see their connection. And anyway, I performed it in front of my class and they were all like, oh, this is poetry. You should like do poetry. And so when I came back to London after drama school, I kind of did the poetry scene a bit and performed a lot of poems and, and did that. And Heart was kind of like an extension of that. I mean, yeah. the first time I wrote it, it was like a long poem. It, it essentially still is. It's basically all in verse. So yeah, that's how I got into it. <laughs> through <Yeah>. poems. <laughs> so let's move on to Heart then. So obviously this is your debut play. We're going to talk a little bit about the play text later on because I know that you said there's some mini poems that will be also in the play text but we'll stick with heart at the moment let's talk about sure. the beginnings of heart and where it came from because I know that obviously this is a play that was meant to be on in 2020 that was then succumbed to the pandemic and then obviously it became the audible original but let's go to the very beginnings of you writing this poem and realizing that it could become something that is meant for the stage I mean, it's always a bit of a frustration for myself and I'm sure other performers, actors have this feeling where you're kind of potentially not going up for the kind of roles that you want to be or you're not being seen for them or you don't think they exist. And it's a kind of classic thing, you know, if it's not there, you create it. And so I thought, you know, let me just write a story that is the kind of story that connects to me. And so that was where I was like, I, I should start writing. I should start writing. But at this point in time, all that was coming out was poems. And then one day I I sat down and I had been going through sort of previous whatever, five so years were quite up and down. And I thought, let me just go from there. It's a good place to start. Start from yourself. 
you can write about that. You don't have to do any research. Let's just start there. And I just started writing and I kind of splurged out a lot of my feelings in one sitting, which is sort of sort of mad. I kind of spent hours and just couldn't stop. And I just wrote and wrote and wrote. And then at the end of the day, it was like kind of sort of a play sort of. I mean, it wasn't. I mean, it was so in its embryonic state. It was a bit of a mess, but it had all the kind of points there that do exist in the play now. At the time, I sent it to a producer that I had been working with called Kate Pakenham. And I just said, uh, I've just done this. Is there anything in this? Or should I, is this just me like complaining on the page? Like, is there? And she was like, this is great but yeah. let's get you some like support and help and sort of I sent it begrudgingly to some director friends and let some people read it and give their opinion people that I trusted and then eventually I got it on a vault festival so it actually did two nights at vault festival which was back in was it 2018 or 19 something like that and yeah that was how it began and thankfully yeah it's had a lot of rewrites and a lot of support you know along the way yeah, and obviously when you're writing that, obviously now when people come and see it at Brixton House or when people saw it in Edinburgh last year, like you said, Grace was there for, for the musicality of the piece. When you're writing this poem and you were talking to your producers and about the show, when you were writing it, were you also envisioning how music was going to be a part of it? And like with Grace coming in, did you always have a sense of how the music was going to sound with the show? Or was that something that you and Grace really worked on when bringing it to Edinburgh, for example, last year? Yeah, um, no, I didn't have I didn't have an idea of the music when I was writing it or initially either. I mean, most of what I love about poetry actually is the musicality of the words. And as we've gone through it, when it got to Edinburgh, I really wanted to kind of go back to that state of the musicality of the words and the rhythm of poetry and I was like okay something that will help and I thought let's try and make the music really connect and let's make those two things help yeah take you on that journey of the story and so yeah it was only for Edinburgh really that I thought that the music and the rhythm that Grace could bring and me and Grace had worked together with my poetry before and her doing beatboxing and I thought it really worked. And I thought, okay, can we make this, can we do this on a large scale? Can we do this for a whole show and not just a two minute poem, for example? Yeah. So that was the, the sort of challenge, but also I think it definitely helps it. It elevates it, having that music so connected all the way through. Yeah, absolutely. And obviously, you know, with poetry, we love to read poetry as well as watch poetry. You announced the other day that Heart is going to be published by Nick mm. Books, which seems like such a crazy thing to have, you know, to think that you're going to have your, Absolutely mad. your, your play, poetry, published. Let's talk yeah. a bit about that then, because that is something that people connect to even when they're not watching the play itself. How do you feel that, you know, in a couple of weeks' time, people are going to be able to buy the play text of something that you've been working on for so many years, went to the Vault Festival, it's been such a long journey, and now people are mm. going to be able to read it when they're not watching the show? Yeah, it's wild. It's really um, so, so happy that the guys at Nick Hearn Books really connected with the story, and I sort of found out that they've been keeping their eye on it for a while. Well, they had read it quite early on but I'd never done a run in England so they sort of didn't have an opportunity and so as soon as we went back to them when we had confirmed Brixton they jumped at the chance to publish it so I'm over the moon about that I mean like you say like when you as a performer as well like when I perform my poetry it's great because I can kind of as an actor you know you kind of perform it in a certain way you can kind of help the audience go along with what you you can kind of help go go along with what you want that to mean or what, how you want that to be received 
But what's brilliant about it being the words is that everyone will come to those words written on a page with their own history, their own their own mind. And the beauty of poetry being that it can sort of be interpreted slightly different to everyone. And yeah. I was saying what I do as well, if I go and watch a show and it's something really connects with me or you kind of want to go, what was that that they said? That was amazing in the moment. So it's amazing that people can kind of go go away and reread it, re, relive it, you know, or take out moments. And I hope there will be like moments like or something that, that, that will connect to people for sure. yeah and let's talk then a little bit about the audience reaction to this show then so obviously you've played it in New York the year before last you were saying and then you yeah. played Edinburgh last year now you're playing it in Brixton this year three very different areas let's say what has the audience reaction been like for the show just incredible. New York was quite unique. It was still at the sort of tail end of COVID lockdown sort of rules. So everyone was in masks, the audience, which I found really hard because, you know, one person show, you really are looking in people's eyes. The audience give you so much, basically. And so I kind of was like, I could see people really like trying to give back with their eyes, but you still don't know if they're hating it or loving it or what's going on under there. But afterwards, it was just amazing. And the amount of people that have, you know, contacted me and said how much it's connected to either their story or someone they've known. I had an amazing, amazing letter from somebody who said that she never understood her son, who who had a similar sort of journey to me. And she just said, thank you. She said, thank you for this, because I, I get it now. And I was like, whoa, <laughs> that's amazing. And she was like, this, it's me meant so much. There's been so many who have connected to it on so many different ways. And, and and so I found it very emotional, a lot of the responses in New York. And and then in Edinburgh, again, similar stuff. And a lot of people asking to read it again, because they were like, I want to read that bit again. I want to read that ch chapter again. So I'm so glad we've got that. But also... In Edinburgh, I think people just love the vibe because Grace came along in Edinburgh and changed up the shit. And then suddenly the vibe was different. And obviously it's Edinburgh. It was a late night performance. But I think it gets people in a really a good mood and gets people to connect because, you know, the rhythm, the beats, the bass, it just sort of connects to your heart and connects to how you it, a full body experience. So, yeah, that's what I'm hoping to bring a bit of both of those really to Brixton. There was definitely like a synergy of energy in Edinburgh. Like you say, it was like 11 p.m. at night and like we were going past midnight. Yeah. But you almost just forgot uh -huh. what it was because like you say, you have Grace's music. You had the amazing lighting design that obviously the roundabout yeah. in Edinburgh, like, and then you just have yourself, like you say, you're connecting with the audience. Like you say, with, with New York, it's quite difficult. People are trying to connect back to you with their eyes. But like, you know, we were able to fully like immerse ourselves. We lost the, the sense of time because you just had us encapsulated in this bubble you know everyone could see each other because the roundabout is completely yeah. in the round it's a wonderful energy and synergy that just like encapsulated that late night performance which is why it's just one of the highest it was awesome wasn't it it was incredible and grace playing off the uh, ironing board as well was was such, a, <laughs> <laughs> was such lovely <laughs> so yeah it was just a wonderful piece of theater of poetry of just an, an incredible story and actually what i wanted to actually just chat a little bit about is obviously the the play was obviously an audible original which people can also listen yeah to. how was that recording that without an audience like like you say like you want the audience's 
perspective of it when you're recording it for an audio presence how does that change it is very different i guess i had the benefit of having done a couple of performances at the vault to kind of get a slight gauge of what audiences like the kind of rhythm of it but it is a different thing to performing and seeing something live is just so unique i put it more in the kind of vein of uh, playtext in that i've put it out there and you kind of receive it how you need to receive it in that moment, which is just great for great for accessibility for people who can listen to it. You can listen to it on the go. You can and listen to it in different countries. It's just a different way to, to receive that story, which I just think is amazing to have all those options. Yeah, that is wonderful. When people are coming to see the show then at Brixton House, what would you like them to take away from the show? Maybe it's, you know, obviously you want them to take a playtext, hopefully, but, you know, to read. (laughs) What would you like them to take away in their heart from heart? Yeah, I mean, I hope that there'll be some, if not a lot, but I hope that there'll be something that they'll really connect to in their heart, as you say. Some bit of the story that is recognisable, familiar to them or theirs. And, you know, it's that feeling of that's why we do this, right? It's to kind of make people feel less alone, Mm. to realise that you're not the only one going through something or experiencing something or and to help us all connect as humans. So that's what I want people to kind of come away from it and with positivity and with kind of hope and joy. And also just have had a good night and a bit of a head head bob and a bit of a like, yeah, vibe with, with the tracks and the beats. But yeah, I think in terms of the story, really connect to that. And I think poetry is that thing. It's not like you have to, every single line you have to necessarily understand specifically. It's how that makes you feel and how that section makes you feel and maybe even how the rhythm of those words affect you. So that's it. Come in open hearted and and experience it with an open heart. Yeah. Well, once again, that is Heart, which is playing at the Brixton House from the 23rd of January until the 3rd of February. Jay, thank you so much for coming on to talk about Heart. I'm coming back to see it. I cannot wait. Yay! Like you were saying, <laughs> when people saw it in Edinburgh, they wanted to reread bits. I was gutted that there wasn't a playtext when I left because I saw most of the roundabout stuff that season and like everyone was selling them you know post-performance yeah I saw the other day on your Instagram that you were having this published I was like yes this is perfect I'm going to come back and see it I cannot wait to come and see it again especially like you say it's in a new creation it's not in the round yeah how do you think that's going to feel like for you not performing in the round like what was it like in New York as well New York was end on which was difficult but it was a very different production in New York so we kind of worked for that that how we staged it but um it's in it's going to be thrust so it's going to feel it's going to have that similar vibe of us all kind of being like in it together yeah that's that's wonderful well I'm very much looking forward to come and see it at Brixton thank you Jade I've got three final questions for you here on this the first question is something that we're adding new because obviously it's the start of a new year we're in 2024 now what I want to ask you is what energy are you bringing to 2024 I'm hoping to bring let's I don't know how successful I'll be but a bit of calm and yeah. patience. I think it's going to be a challenge this year, but that's what I'm striving for. Okay. Well, uh, well, I very much look forward to f- following your journey throughout 2024 <laughs> and, and making sure that you're, you're, you're on that path. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> then, Jade, we do move over to the final two questions that we ask everybody who comes onto the podcast. Okay. The first is about advice that you might have for people wanting to come into the industry. Here on the Stage Place, we talk a lot about the creatives who come onto the show. So I would love to ask you as a writer, what advice would you have for people who want to get into poetry and writing yeah I think the main thing for me would be 
when you're writing or if you're writing anything autobiographical whether that be poetry or theatre is to make sure that you look after yourself and I would always say make sure if there are any scars there that you're writing about that they're healed before you share it with the world now you can write about it when when there's still wounds that's okay but if you're going to share it with people make sure that you're healed first and yeah because otherwise that can be and especially if you're going to perform it every night you don't want to be opening a wound every night you want to make sure that that's properly uh scarred over by now absolutely and like you say like you could you could talk to people following the performance who want to share their stories or share their thoughts about the show and that's another thing isn't it like you you've got to be able to be able to talk about that with yeah. people who want to talk about it because they've just seen a wonderful performance well then jade yeah. we're going to move over to the final question of the podcast okay. it is the title of this podcast that's the stagey place and what i love to ask all of my guests is where their stagey place is so for you <laughs> this could be a physical venue maybe it's somewhere that you've performed heart maybe it's somewhere that you've performed another one of the plays that you've performed in whether or not that's cock obviously you were in edinburgh i believe in 2015 as well yep. so you know, maybe it's maybe it's the edinburgh fringe maybe it's the place where you've performed any of your stories maybe it is someone who's inspired you throughout this whole process maybe it's those teachers and that school that got you the finance to be able to do the national youth theater maybe it's just somebody in your life who you're just really thankful for who has been there throughout the whole process of you being an actor and a writer jade so for you jade let me ask you this whereabouts is your stagey place Gosh, what a question. As you were going through those options, oh, I get, so many thoughts kept coming into my mind. So many things. You know, I thought about my first performance at Greenwich Theatre, which was my first professional performance. And then I thought about, you know, my first play after drama school, which was at the RSC. And then I thought about actually the first time I stepped on stage at the Globe, which was one of the most incredible moments of my life. I've never been... So right now, that's what, that's sticking out front. I entered through the audience, through the groundlings. My heart was beating so hard that I thought the audience might be able to hear it. It was the most incredible experience. That was pretty epic that first time. But also my all-time biggest, and it's such a stagey thing, was when we did the Donmar trilogy and we did Julius Caesar, Henry IV and The Tempest all in one day. And getting to do that with that amazing team of actors, amazing director in that incredible purpose-built tent and opposite Harriet Walter, who's just amazing, has to be my stage place. Absolutely. Well, those are two wonderful, monumental pieces of theatre that you will always remember for the rest of your life, which is which yeah. is why I love asking the question so much, you know, whether or not it's writers, directors, producers, or as yourself as an actor and writer, everybody has such a fond memory that they bring to that question, which is mm -hmm. why I love it so much, because it's so different to any other question. Yeah. Just about <laughs> you and what you enjoy. Well, Jade, thank you once again so much for coming on to the Stagey Place to talk about Heart, which is at the Brixton House from the 23rd of January until the 3rd of February. I wish you all the success for the run. I'm going to come and see the run. I'm going to buy my play text. I'm going to be reading Yay. it. I'm going to be handing it round to people as they read this. And if it's still on, watch it. Jade, thank you so much for coming on. Thank you. Cheers. And there we go, that was my interview with Jade Anuka, writer and performer of Heart, Jade Anuka's debut play, which is being performed at the Brixton House from the 23rd of January until the 3rd of February 2024. 
I'd love to thank Jade so much for coming on to the podcast to talk about the show and to talk about her relationship with the music that Grace Savage provides throughout the production as well. Like we spoke about in that episode, if you are unable to get to Brixton House to see this play, I urge you to get the play text from Nick Herb Books, which will be available on their website whilst the show is running at Brixton House this January to February. If this is the first time you are listening to The Stadium Place, then welcome. And why not follow us on social media? We are on Instagram, X and TikTok at The Stagey Place, where you can find out a little bit more behind the scenes of the shows that we go and see around the UK, as well as all the episodes that we release, talking to everybody who works in the theatre industry. So until the next time you join us, I hope you're staying safe and keeping stagey. Goodbye.